0: Mm-hmm. Uh, well premature. What's up everybody and welcome back to yet another installment of Ask PJ Ron here at the Blackstone Lab headquarters We were a little bit premature on that first <laughs> intro. I, I got it I got it in a little bit too quickly for Eric, but I think we're good to go now and uh, You know, I, I actually I, I've been waiting for us to start the podcast because I have a hilarious story to tell PJ and I just waited I wanted to wait till. We waited a-, a while so as some of you might know, I got terrible food poisoning two days ago from eating Chipotle. um, And I did not eat anything for a solid 24 hours straight. And then after that mark, I started feeling a little bit better and like I could start putting food down. So I started when I left PJ's house yesterday uh, after giving him his Christmas present and I I had to go to my buddy's house afterwards. So on the way there, I had to stop and get gas and all I could manage to put down that I thought was pretty bland was uh, white cheddar popcorn. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was like Pretty bland, easy to put down, you know. And so ate that, no problem. Went to his house, and then I waited, you know, a significant number of hours before eating anything else to, to go home. I think it's empty. Oh, yeah, I thought you were going for the other thing. That one. Uh, <laughs> and um, yep. And so. I was waiting to go home to eat, and the only thing I really had in the house to eat uh, was goulash that Tara had made a day or two before, which is probably not ideal for you to be eating on a fucked up uh, food poisoned stomach, but it's all I had. And I was like, I really wanted it, because I was hungry at this point, like I'd finally gotten to a point where I had an appetite again, and I really wanted the goulash. So I was like, you know what, just make it for me and I'm gonna eat it, and if I if I get bad again, like, you know, it's, it's I did it to myself. Yes. And so, I started eating a couple bites of it and I was like, this is so good, I'm so happy I can eat again. Like that feeling of not being able to eat and then finally like it's going down and it I don't feel like shit. And I was like, thank God, I'm so happy that I can like fill my stomach and like just go to bed because I haven't really slept good mm-hmm. since it happened either. So I literally filled filled my stomach full of goulash and I was so stuffed and I felt so good and I was like, I'm going to fucking bed. And I don't remember anything beyond finishing the goulash and going to sleep. Okay, And so, I wake up this morning and I like go to whip the the blanket off of me to get out of bed. And as I whip it off of me, I flip the blanket off of me and there's an Oreo (laughs) on my chest. And I'm like, this is fucking weird. I don't remember eating any Oreos last night and I put it on the, the, the nightstand and I get up and I'm like, babe, was I eating Oreos last night? And she's like, yes you were eating oreos last night before you came to bed and i was like what why How did i have this one in the bed with me and she's like i don't know why you had that one in the bed with you she's like but i do know that last night before you came to bed you were eating standing in the cabinet eating oreos falling asleep standing up while you were eating them oh my god and she's like i told you to come to bed and you went to bed and she was still like taking her makeup off in the in the bathroom Mm. when i went to bed so she gets into the bed with me and i'm like you know curled on one side and she you know lays down next to me and puts one hand and like runs it up my body and finds my hand because she likes to hold my hand when we sleep and she puts her hand in my hand and she feels an oreo (laughs) and she's like what do you have in your hand and she and she like opened up my hand a little bit now i'm passed out completely knocked out and she oh she said she opened up my hand a little bit and i like grabbed it from her and put the oreo in my mouth completely (laughs) asleep and she was like either spit it out or chew it up. You can't just fucking go to sleep with an Oreo in your bucket, they're gonna choke. And I just, in my sleep, started chewing the Oreo and like chewed it three or four times and then passed out she like shook me awake. She's like, finish eating the fucking Oreo you have in your mouth. And then so she saw that I finished eating it and and then I passed back out and then I wake up this morning with another one and she she died laughing. So I, I, we, we left this morning to go our separate ways and she texts me and she's like, I hope you know that the reason why I love you is because you hoard Oreos and hide them in your sleep. <laughs> I <laughs> hope you ate that one when you woke up. It's actually still on my nightstand. That's my nice little morning snack. It is. At least you didn't choke, thank God. No, I just thought that you would think it was. I woke up and had no Oreo amnesia. Um, I like that you, that you, um, that once you went to take it from me, you, you, you smashed it. Eight. Yeah, I, I don't remember anything about it. It's like she went to go take it. I was like, no, no, no I need that one. Shelly sent me a, uh, a link that they have fucking carrot cake Oreos now. Excuse my language. Bro. Have you had them? I think. I love carrot cake. I had them last year. Okay. When they had them for a period of time. I'm almost positive. And mm-hmm. I do think that when I tried them last year, that I was kind of skeptical because I'm not really too much on carrot cake. And I think they were really good. Yeah, because I, I love, love carrot cake. Yeah, I'm fair, maybe I'm crazy and I'm thinking of another holiday flavor they had last year, but I'm fairly certain I had Okay, and they were good. I mean, if, if they have carrot cakes, I don't have to go try to find those. Is there uh, anything else you wanted to touch on before we get into these this rather short list of questions? Yes, I am gonna talk a little bit about the BPJ. I just
1: wanna see, I'm trying to get a hold of Sanchez over at Superior Street
0: Auto, so I can have him send David the invoice and pay for the Final cost of it. And shout out to our boy, Mike Peskin, for always keeping us stocked up on the questions here, um, week by week. We, we definitely appreciate you, bro.
2: Because
0: um, without, without Mike, we would have many less questions for you guys, so. I get some
1: like really weird messages, that's why I'm taking a pause right now of, like people that I don't know who they are, like sending me messages about like conversations that we must have had, but
0: their numbers aren't stored. And you're like, when did I ever talk about that with anybody, let alone with somebody I don't have their number stored? I hate that. Oh God, that's who this is. All right. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> you know whoever is sending that is gonna hear you and be like, that was definitely me. He was yeah, maybe, that. maybe so. God damn it. Oh, no. I know. all right. I don't know who you are, leave me alone.
1: Um, all right, so. Here's the deal. The videos are out everywhere. There is printed directions out as well on the website, on YouTube, the BPG, PG is out. I'm going to I'm going to explain to you guys I'm gonna explain it so well here. There should be no more
0: questions after this. So, somebody—if you have any questions uh, pertaining to a newspaper after this podcast, you just stop, stop taking our Um I don't know. Next year we'll do. We're gonna do something different than the newspaper thing. Sorry. No, we've actually completely revamped this entire uh, newspaper conundrum. Yeah, all because of you guys being assholes and 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 and. It's a
1: scandal. Trying to trying to be scandalous. It's anybody that would. I gotta be honest with you. I just want to put this out here because it's been bothering me. Anybody that would cheat on a transformation contest, which is such a positive thing when you think about it, you know? You're a real shitbag. All right. It's like, here's the thing. This is why it's like extra fucked up because cheating is fucked up anyway, right? But... And steroids aren't cheating. If you went through the process of transforming yourself, which is a great thing. So you did a great thing for yourself. But... In your mind, you were like, man, I did a great thing for myself, but I feel like unfulfilled by it. I need to fucking steal some money. I'm gonna enter a bunch of transformation contests and fake the dates of my entry and see if this awesome thing that I did for myself can fucking scam me some money. That's really like, my brain doesn't even work that way. Like you guys actually presented
0: it to me today and I was
1: like, who does that?
0: But like, you do know, like I, I know, probably better than most people how big of a heart you have but you do understand that just you saying that right now (laughs) when this video comes out there is a plethora of people that are gonna watch that shit and be like ha 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 fuck you i don't care i'll take all the fucking money i can get i don't give a fuck what it makes me (laughs) yeah you're right i'm shocked
1: last year when the girl won there were so many people that were like this this thing's photoshopped and I was like, who does that? So then we had to get, like, you know, Eric and Mike and everybody in to see if it was Photoshopped. and a Forensic Photoshop. In the end, we we really didn't think that it was Photoshopped. But there's still people that, that, like, were, like, ah, skeptical.
0: Yeah, no. And that's the other thing is, like, if we were really going to rig it, like, come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Don't you guys think that it would be something along the lines of a little bit more than, look how obvious this Photoshop was? Yeah. Like, come I on. mean, Anyway, so yeah. for now you're still gonna have to do the damn newspaper in the
1: uh, yes in the uh, starting pictures until we, until I send you the new check-in that I, I guess we'll have. Don't but you, you can, let us catch you fucking altering newspaper dates, you, you
0: son of a bitch. You
1: know, I, in, in, in my day, in my days of transformations, you had to do the newspaper, but now you guys don't even know where to get newspapers, it's become a hassle. Yeah. And um, anyway, you need it for your starting pictures, so we can verify the date whether it can be doctored and faked or not. Stand there, hold the newspaper, show it, guys. In the beginning pictures, make yourself look as bad as possible too. You know, like everyone's like, how should I stand in the pictures? Like just Stick stand, stand from the front, from the side, and the back, sloppy as you can. Stick your stomach out, relax, don't flex. And then your your finale pictures, you stand in the same positions, but but you know, tense up as much as you can. Look like you know, look, look good. <laughs> You know, it's the best transformation, most dramatic change. So you can you can actually sign up all the way till January thirty-first this year. So this whole month of January you can sign up. And the way that it works is I designed, I believe, six discounted stacks for the BPJ contest, and they're 20% discount. But you can use the BPJ code or your Legion code and to save another 20%. So those stacks are actually 40% off. Or you can use the Josh Viola code, which is Josh F20. There you go. You can do that. And uh regardless, put one of the codes in and you're gonna save 40% off that stack. So you're entered in relatively inexpensive. Uh from there, um the BPG code always works no matter what, but you can use your, your leader code to get discounts on whatever other products you want to add to it as this goes on, and it'll be a 12-week transformation, just like we always do. And in the end. There will be a $10,000 prize for first place, $3,000 for second, $2,000 for third, and then we're doing a bunch of other prizes. So you got four through 10, I believe is going to get a $500 store credit, and then 11 through 25, you get a $100 store credit. So we're, we're giving all sorts of prizes this year. But what's really neat is, just like years past, first place gets uh, free coaching from me for a whole year. You also get all of the products, You have one of every single product we have, all of the apparel, Uh, But the extra cool prize is you get a all expenses paid trip to Vegas for the Olympia with us. You can stay in the nice hotel with us, go to the after parties, eat dinner, hang out in the booth, do all that fun stuff. And that's really, really neat because we do it up when we go to Vegas for the Olympia. So that's a really cool extra prize that we're adding into it. So that's over $20,000 of cash and prizes this year. Not to mention the fun videos that we'll be doing the whole time. I'm actually gonna be training myself in the videos, again, which I haven't done in a long ass time. Or maybe just Sammy. Or maybe, yeah, you know what? It may, it may just all be Sammy, no matter what. I'm um, gonna have a celebrity, at least one celebrity judge. Probably Sammy. A mystery judge. Uh, and yes, Sammy, Sammy, maybe he is an IPB pro. So if I need IPB pros, I know I can get him to judge. I mean, without a doubt. I feel like if he was the judge though, like he would find a way to make it unfair. I feel like if he was the judge, he'd just be like, "You know, you look really good, no, but I should really win." <laughs> he placed himself first in all of the in all of the groups, but we're like, "Sammy, you didn't even transform." He's like, like "That doesn't matter." You mean didn't anything. submit anything.
0: i didn't clearly. <laughs> <submitted>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and also, I'm an IFBB pro, <laughs> so, so. Yeah, Sammy'll be involved in it in some ways. the fun contest—we had over 700 contestants last year. I'd like to have over a thousand this year. You have a whole month to sign up, so get in on it, guys, and let's have some fun. Remember that every single question that you have, you can submit it to the podcast. Last time we did a bunch of them. And we
0: got behind, we caught up at, we did like a hundred of them once, remember that? I do remember us being several episodes behind and then thinking that we had like a bunch to go through and then we, banged him out in like two hours in the episode, and I couldn't even believe that we caught up that Yeah, night. we were tired after though. Yeah, we were. We, we didn't we go did. home and just go straight to sleep with it. So we did it. That won't happen this time. We've been doing the podcast every week lately, so you yeah, have nothing to worry about there. And I, I'm very excited for the direction that the podcast should be taking in 2019. Yes, I think that we've we got is. some really good things in store for you guys, so mm-hmm. stick with us. And you know, we, we have some more, um, I guess the word isn't generalized, but. Uh, Better targeted content coming your way. So that way there you can get exactly what you want out of the podcast and nothing you don't. Or maybe you can just take everything. I think we'll do um, a lot of guests this year too. I I get the feeling like people are starting to be like, I want to come on the podcast. We're working on getting Joe Rogan in the podcast. That's the big goal. That's the big goal for 2019. Joe Rogan's coming to the Black Soul Lab (laughs) podcast. (laughs) That is the big goal, so... Uh, I think with that, um, you know, we really can't build up any farther than- Now uh, we're, so we're built, we're built. We're built, we're going to get into these places. like the new World Trade Center. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? We're, fucking, God. <laughs> we're up. I didn't see that going. <laughs> I just, <laughs> <laughs> we are up. Oh man, all right. This one says, hello, PJ and Josh. I would like to start off by thanking you for all the awesome video content Blackstone Labs has published. Without this content and your products, I highly doubt the gains I made over the past year would have been possible. My first question is, how long does your body need to get used to new muscle in order to not lose the gains? I believe you have mentioned briefly, along with your former chemist, the idea of maintaining a certain body, maintaining a certain weight so your body gets used to the new muscle.
1: So I
0: get asked that question
1: a lot. That's like a very bro sciency yeah. question because new muscle, there's no such thing as like tr- like new muscle because yes, you're growing, Right. And so you're getting new. It's just how developed muscle, but it's all water in the end. So like you're getting bigger and there's more tissue to hold up this water. So the only way to like really know how much muscle you have is like you can get like one of those in body scans and figure out like what your actual skeletal muscle is. Um, But just by going by like the scale and the, the gains that you're making, it's so tough to really give an accurate answer to that. But I'll tell you this. When you gain weight really, really fast, you can lose it really, really fast too. So if you put on your weight slow and steady, yeah, chances are you're going to keep that. You know, that's, that's a lot harder. That's, that's that harder earned. You know, that's that harder earned weight. And I'm not saying muscle.
0: I'm calling it weight because it's greatly water. You know, so because it goes the other way too. If you were to put on a lot of fat yeah. in a year, it's probably going to be a lot easier for you to take that same amount of fat off as somebody that's had it for five. years. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Just the way your body works. So it's, it's really a matter of how
1: you put it on. If you put on weight slow and steady in a, in a good way, eating the right way, training the right way, you're gonna keep, you know, I think a lot of people will ask this question when they're either taking pro-hormones or steroids, because that's the kind of stuff that'll alter your weight fast, yep. but again, let's say you take a, a pro-hormone cycle and you do it for 30 days and you gain 10 pounds, right? You gained 10 pounds of weight. Yep. All right, you didn't gain fat, you didn't really gain gain muscle, you didn't, you don't, you didn't only gain water, but you gained weight. Most so when you transition out of that, the key should be to stay that weight, right? So the closer you stay to that weight, that's the stuff that's gonna stay for the longer period of time. If you stop, like when I did recomp right? And I stopped it in six days, I lost nine pounds. Now I could look at that as damn, I lost nine pounds of fat or I lost nine pounds of weight. And I will chalk it up as I lost nine pounds of weight because honestly, I don't know that I looked any better. You know, even though it was dieting to get lean, I don't know I was like, oh, I look good. Now that I look long. nine pounds. If, if anything, I honestly almost thought I looked a little bit worse, which was kind of a bummer. Right. Um, I suppose that that showed me the recomp had a very positive effect on me. But I don't think that that, that nine pounds was like, Nine pounds that I I like gained or lost of muscle. You
0: know? I don't. I don't like know for a fact exactly you know what your goals are, but I feel like this question is something that like I would have asked in the past uh, because I was always so skinny and always trying to put on more weight. And so when I first started, I was 135 pounds, and my goal was always, always, always to get to 190. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to 190, I was like okay. Well, now the goal is 200. And then when I got to 200, then it was 215, and then it was 225. And sometime after hitting 200, I never, ever, ever wanted to be lighter than 200 ever again. I was like, I've I've worked so fucking hard to get up to this weight of 200 pounds. I never want to be less than 200 pounds. Mm -hmm. So I was always in this extreme fear that if I quit working out and I quit taking as much gear and I quit eating, that I would immediately drop back down to like 150. And I did that for like a year. I quit training basically. I did not take anywhere near as much test. I was nowhere near as full all the time. I was basically starving myself compared to the previous year. And I still didn't drop below 200. How much weight did you lose? I I went, I was at 223 was my absolute heaviest ever after that show. And then from then I dropped down to, I think my lightest was 195. Mm-hmm. And I've hovered somewhere between 195 and 205 doing basically nothing. Yeah. So I, it's safe to say that I was, you know, from the time that I started at 135, I was over 200 pounds for long enough that even with no effort, my body's just used to being at that weight. And that's the amount of muscle that I made to that point to where it's not going anywhere. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, when you look at it like that, you could say that you put on 60
1: pounds of muscle right when you started. Um, and, and I think what the big factor is, when you're on anabolic steroids, for instance, you have the ability to have more sarcoplasm, which is the intramuscular water. And that's why a lot of guys will, will, will take, you know, whatever steroid cycle, or even a pro-hormone cycle, which is also gonna increase the sarcoplasm. And like, you know, you go you go up 10 pounds fast, like, it's not, It's not 10 pounds of of muscle. It's not 10 pounds of fat. I just call it weight. You just gained weight. And it's somewhere. Let's say you stayed on for 10 weeks. And in those 10 weeks, the weight that you gained, you looked really good with it. Then you stop and you lost that 10 pounds. I mean, realistically, the way that that sarcoplasm can affect you is so dramatic that, like, for instance, I'll give you another example, actually, and we'll move on to the next question. I, right now, Way more <laughs> than when I competed in my last USAs, but if you took that same version of me and Stand put it in this you room, room, you'd be like, "God damn, that fucking lighter version is enormous." Right.
0: So that's just the, that's another very interesting thing about it is what the weight actually looks like, you know, how it's distributed. When I was on, mm-hmm. when I did prep for twelve weeks, and then I got on stage like the day after, I was still like one hundred and ninety eight pounds or some shit, but I looked fucking yeah. jacked. Mm-hmm. And now I weigh five, 10 pounds more than that and I look skinny as shit. Yeah, shape. it's just it's like, don't worry as much
1: about what the weight is. The truly most important thing is what you look like. Because just when I was competing as a heavyweight, no one could believe that I was
0: a heavyweight. I was huge. Yep, just look in the mirror because right now I feel like totally out of shape but yeah, I still I, keep compliment me all the time. But I'm like, no, you're fucking lying. Well it's funny because although I'm back in really good shape again, just because I know
1: what I was like before. You still feel like it. Yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna try to get big again. People are like, what they're are you? Huge. They're like, what are you now? And I'm like, not big. Yeah. And they're, they get all confused. But if I came in here, you know, 10
0: years ago, everybody would be like, what the fuck is that thing? Excuse my language. It's like I met this dude at the, the gym when we started going to it. And uh, he's definitely in there, you know, very often, a little bit shorter than the Spanish dude. Like he's in great shape and uh, you know, when I first first week or two that he saw me in there, he was like, you know, gave me a compliment. I was like, man, I'm I'm in terrible shape right now. And he was like, oh, you look like you're doing all right to me. <laughs> yeah. And then the other day when I seen him, I was like, yeah, I only came to this gym like fifteen times last year. I only had the the, the membership for a couple of months, but that was literally like fifteen times to the gym. Like that's insane. He was like, well, I don't know, man. It, obviously, you don't need a whole lot more because <laughs> you look great. And I was like, well, thanks, I appreciate it. He's like, but I just want to know, like what the fuck did you used to look like? Yeah. And I was like, Because ah. so if somebody didn't know you, they would think you work out every day. Right, exactly. And I'm like, I looked a lot fucking better than this. So, mm. and other people probably wouldn't think so, but I do, just yeah. like you said. So he says, next question is, if you guys do a 2019 BPJ contest and I start a transformation, would I be flushing my gains away? Started bulking in October. My main goal since being introduced to Blackstone Labs has been to grow. Should I forget about the contest and just focus on growing? No, because you can still change a lot in a positive way. It's
1: not about who gets the leanest. Now, if you're really, really, really heavy and drop a lot, that transformation is gonna be more impressive. But if you're trying to get jacked, make yourself look small in your starting pictures, then go out there and get swole. Make your, do what I'm doing. My, goal, my goal for this contest is to get fucking big. Hell yeah. So for like those of you who think that I'm big now, I
0: promise you at the end of this, I'm gonna look a lot different. We're about to get big. A lot of it has to do with them steroids. I'm not doing them hair juices. <laughs> Says I enjoy all the guests you have on the show and several of your videos. You mentioned legendary legendary bodybuilders like Lee Haney, Jay Cutler, and Dorian Yates, etc. It would be great to have these guys on the podcast. Thank you for all your time and helpful knowledge. Legion member Carolina Bluebox. Well, I can tell you right now.
1: It's going to be tough to get some of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> I feel
0: like we could maybe someday pull Jay Cutler.
1: I think maybe someday I could get Jay. PJ is pretty good friends with I Jay. highly doubt Lee Haney would even want to listen to the things that I say. He's a very, very religious man. Oh. Yeah, he ain't coming. No. Uh, and Dorian. <laughs> Dorian is not known for his, like, personality. You know what I mean? Like, he'll do Joe Rogan's podcast. He actually has done Joe Rogan's podcast. But he's a quieter guy. And he was on there more or less as, okay, you're a legendary six-time Mr. Olympia, let's talk about steroids, same thing. I'll go on there and talk about steroids, but I wasn't Mr. Olympia, so they don't care about what I have to say. Right.
0: At least not you. Um, so I guess the first question is, if a Legion member had the opportunity to set up a demo at their local gym, how would they go about setting it up? They wouldn't. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just an inside joke. So, here's the deal.
1: We, choose who does our demos on our side based on where they want them. Now, I don't wanna like deter you guys from doing a demo because there are some of you that could do a demo. Now, to do a demo for us, there's a lot of trust involved in this, right? Because for starters, if you're a Legion member, chances are you haven't met anybody in the staff. And maybe you're doing a good job on social media, but we have no idea what your actual people skills are. Or who you are. You, you, who you are. You might be good on social media, but you may be a horrible, horrible person. Have you ever? Seen, we haven't
0: figured that out yet. Have you ever seen the show Catfish? Yeah. Because I mean, like to, to be honest, there's a, like obviously we know who you are for sure. But there are, you know, every day, hundreds of people email in asking questions, and many of them are, hey, how do I go about setting up a demo like this? And to be honest with you, I really, truly do wish that I could get every Legion member to do uh, one demo a month or something, because that would be tremendous for Blackstone Labs. And that's absolutely the goal that I have in mind that I want. It's just that when it's presented to us in a can I do it versus when it's presented by us to you in a question of can you do it? It makes it difficult for us to sort all of the technical applicants of people who are in the Legion already that would like to do a demo and where they live also greatly plays into if we can have a demo there or if we need a demo there. Yeah, like Blackstone Labs is not trying to get catfished
1: by you guys and there are so many people on social media. This is a very like, True statement, right? That are catfishing everyone, every day. Everything. And the thing is, like, nobody really would know it unless these people come out in public. And then it happens sometimes. I got these fitness events where these Insta-famous people are seen, and and people are like, "Who the F is that? That's Mm -hmm. not so-and-so. That can't be so-and-so. Can't be. It happens quite a bit. And so, now, that's just... Catfishing on the on the looks side of it, right? But what if you know you're presenting yourself as like this nice person? We don't know it. You might be a, a, a beater, a child beater, or something, or worse. Yes. Be the guy that like was known for like beating up his wife in town and kept it all off the of social media. And then you say, hey, let me do a demo in, in my gym. I, I, I got a great gym. Everybody's gonna come come there. And then next thing you know, this guy that we didn't really know that well, who's got a bad reputation, is selling our products in the gym. And then it turns out well, we don't want to take
0: those products. They got that beater. They got fucking crazy Jim from down there on 8th Street that killed his wife selling dust. So I guess, I guess like the true answer to like why why we won't do this because we don't really know who you are. <laughs> I mean like, you know, there are people that you know we've reached out to and, and said, hey, you know, can, like when we were in Las Vegas, when we were going out to Las Vegas and we were gonna be there, we needed some help and we reached out to some Legion members who did help us mm-hmm. with the demo. It, it does happen. There it are- definitely does happen and I've had
1: this on the flip side of this I have absolutely had some of you guys do
0: demo demos for us but most of the time I know who the person is first. Right. Exactly. So like we could rattle off names you know, right now from people that we've invited to the booth with us and yep. people that we've asked, hey, can you go and do this booth without us being present? Mm-hmm. It does happen. It's not impossible. It's just really a matter of trust and not that we don't trust anybody that has messaged in and maybe has not done a demo for us. It's just a matter of knowing exactly who we're sending where to say what. Yep. At what time? And by the way, if this is a Mike Peskin question, you can definitely you can do it, demo. Yes, it is. <laughs> I've met Mike in, in life plenty right. of times. We're friends. Like I said, we you, know, who I know. You are yeah. absolutely. You can do it. Emma. And you know, like I said, when we were out in Las Vegas, we were in a spot where we did need some extra help at a, at a booth, and there were Legion members that were there and ready to help us. And you know, they were rewarded for that, and we appreciate that very dearly. And we are very appreciative to have people like that, you know, in the trenches, ready to go yeah. for us. Hell it's yeah. just when we need it. Now, some of you, I I know and you still can't do a demo. Like, God, Gizmo,
1: I'm not okay with you doing a demo, if you're listening to this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, he also had another question in there. He said, uh, first off, I wanted to tag on your conversation about sneakers last week. Before I met you guys at the office, I had never seen Yeezys. I just got my ninth pair, thanks. On to my question. I was cleaning out my supplement closet and found an unopened bottle of OsteoPure. I do not want to waste it, so what's the best way to take it? Current supplements are Test, Serostim, Recomp, Ortho, Gear Support, Halo, Pre-Workout, Eradicate, Letro, plus Multivitamin Officially. <laughs> That's great. Yes, take three of them a
1: day. That's a, <laughs> current, current supplements, so all of them. Started out with Test and Serostim, so you started, started out right at the top and then just cruised through everything else.
0: Um, you got a smorgasbord. That's the way to go. There. Uh, three day. That three day work. will last Definitely you a month. Bit. It'll help boost things along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one says, Happy New Year's, guys. I've been enjoying the guests over the last several shows. I would be interested in hearing the cryo guy on the show as well as Dr. Nick and maybe the folks from the new place PJ went with the workout suit. Oh, Body 20? Okay. Yeah. I could easily
1: get uh, Anthony over here to do it. Yes. Um, I okay. mean, I don't know how much
0: cryo talk we would get. I mean, I definitely think with as much as we have talked to people and recommended yep. <laughs> that they would try it, that it would be good to have them in here just to, you know, what we should do is is send out a, like a, make an image saying, hey, send us your all your cryotherapy questions, yep. so that way there we can get everything, any in-depth thing you may not get a real good clear answer to anywhere else, ask it there. So there are so many new
1: things that I have been like learning from cryotherapy, just from people that are doing it, kind of because of I don't want to take all the credit for it because Anthony turned me onto it, so I'm turning other people onto it. But for instance, Jen with the Crohn's disease, right? Like right. cryo is great for Crohn's. Like who would have known? I would have known that. Now, well, knew, what's the uh, correlation? It, it, it for some reason it just really helps with the pain. Like right. we we, oh, we, we, uh, we sent Janice in there, which the pain? She, I was she, thinking something digestive wise. I guess she's in pain every day from the Crohn's, no matter what. And and when she went into cryotherapy, she was like sold on it. She was like, this is the best I've felt like since I got diagnosed with Crohn's. And so the other one is, I didn't know about this one either, but uh, there's a woman that we know that, um, I I don't wanna say who she is because it's it's not, you know, my business to put this out there, but there's a woman that we know that has uh, cancer and she wanted to try cryotherapy because she is in pain from the cancer and she's going through whatever treatments and it's actually helping her a lot. Hmm. Like she was like, couldn't believe how good it made her feel. She kept on going, she's like, each time I go I feel better. So I was like, oh, keep on going then, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's really amazing. I guess all these different benefits that, that, that you can get out of cryotherapy. That's awesome. And I think that on a psychological side, <clears throat> even if there isn't concrete science, <clears throat> I don't know why my, my voice is going, hold on. <clears throat> even if there isn't concrete science, right? This is what I always tell people. Even if there isn't concrete science that says, cryo does this, right? If you do it, and then you feel good, that's enough for me. Even if it's psychological, if you keep feeling good, like let's say you have really bad panic attacks, right? And somebody's like, you don't have to think Xanax, go do cryotherapy, and you go and
0: cryotherapy, you don't have a freaking panic attack anymore. I mean, hey, realistically with anything, if you said, hey, it's really hard for me to uh, go to the bathroom but when I go to cryotherapy, I'm more regular. Or yeah, I, have really I would thank you going this But I, when I go to cryotherapy, they
1: don't. I don't get it as often. Why would you not? When I was oh. when I was uh, this is not a good thing. But when, when I was getting hammered all the time, I was actually going into cryotherapy a lot because it was wiping out my hangovers. Right.
0: I was oh so, ready to go drink again. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's not a good thing. But you know, it is kind of. Weird it did. <laughs> it didn't work there. <laughs> all right. Next question says, "Hey PJ, after a couple of years of training, I've decided to step on stage. Any?" Any tips for first-timers stepping on the stage? Well, I could give you a tip after tip after tip, but here's, here's the best thing. Give you the whole sword,
1: not just the tip. Yeah, do whatever it takes to be the best that you could possibly be. Leave no stone unturned in your preparation. Diet the best that you, can, you possibly can. Train the best that you possibly can. Do all your supplements meticulously. Don't cheat. Put all of these things together where you know you did the best that you could possibly do, because when you do that, once you go on stage, you go on stage with a, a different confidence. You go on stage knowing you did your best. Now, if you fucked up, excuse my language, you know, a week before you went and ate a cake, you're going to be on stage like, damn, I don't know if I should have had that cake last week. I don't know if I look as good. Get all that out of the way. Do, do nothing but what you believe is going to get you to be the best that you can be. So when you go on stage, no matter what happens, whether you're fifth, first, eighth, no matter what, you will walk on stage knowing this is the best that you can be, and that's already a win because you're going into something where the rules are set, but they are certainly not concrete. So you can go in there thinking you did everything that it took to win and have somebody that you do not think is better than you beat you. And that happens all the time. So the best thing that you can do is be the best that you could possibly be. Flex Wheeler said this on the show, because no matter what happens, like he said when Ronnie Coleman beat him, he was like, he didn't beat me. I didn't win, but I certainly didn't lose either. He went on, he, he believed he was the champion when he left. And I did that almost every time that I competed. What did he
0: say? It was, it was, you don't allow yourself to be defeated. Yes. So you, you may not win, but you can't walk out defeated. That's exactly, yes, exactly what I was going at. So
1: that's my best tip. Look, I can tell you pose this way, do this, do this with your water, do all these different things, right? But just do what it takes to go out there knowing that you won by being the best that you could be. I never fucking ever cheated on my diet ever when I was competing because I knew with how crazy my brain is, that I'd be on stage thinking about it the whole time. And no matter what my placing was, I would think, damn, I would've placed better if I didn't do that. Whether I got seventh, third, whatever. In my head, be like fuck whatever I would've been better. Even if you got first. I, I'll tell you this, I had a first, right? Where it was the first time I ever won an overall. And I, I really wasn't that happy when I won. I won the whole thing. This is the difference between winning and believing that that you're the best that you could be. And I kind of screwed up some things that I wanted to do at the end, and then I decided to just not even take any diuretics, just fucking go in how I was gonna go in, right? So I actually went in, not being mentally the best that I could be, but according to the judges, I was better than everybody else, right? And so I won, I wasn't really that happy, and one of the judges was like, oh, just won the overall thought you'd be a little happier. And I'd be like, honestly, I don't mean this in, in a cocky way, but I'm way better than this, and I don't really think any of these guys are that good. So I don't feel like I, it's like let's say you you know you're a good fighter and somebody that's like an average fighter challenges you and you beat him up, like you didn't really you're like, eh. you did not really accomplish anything. Good. Like that. Now Mike Tyson steps up to you and you're like, oh shit, I got my workout cut out for me and you beat him, that's more, more of a victory. Now you might even feel that you're the best fighter and, and fight Mike Tyson and maybe it ends in a draw, but you might feel in your head, yeah, I just fucking ended in a draw. my like, Tyson, I'll take this as a win in my book, because I'm not knocked out right now. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. So that mental aspect of it is, is key. I don't ever want to see somebody go into a show and like not be at their best and then question things after. You always go in as your best. I put people in shows to win when I coach them. They're like, came to me and said, I just want to do it for the experience. I'd say, go get another coach. I train people to win. If
0: you don't want to be a winner,
1: I'm not going to work with you.
0: I was just freaking out there for a second because we almost had every question submitted this week by a (laughs) mic. One question was from an Eric. Okay. So we have one Eric and... One, two, three, four, five mic questions. Shout uh, out to the mics. Three different that euphoria is hitting you right now, so I hope we got a good one coming. We do. Um, actually, it's great for this. Uh, whenever I'm dehydrated, I get very constipated. How <laughs> do you stay regular when you're cutting water during the final weeks of a competition? I've tried Metamucil and extra fiber, just make me bloat since nothing is moving.
1: Such a common question happens far more with women than men. Now here's the deal, don't cut your water. This is this I is we were this going. This is like something that I have told everybody that nobody listens. I'm doing it. Everyone thinks that this you is like that shit. Here's what I don't understand, right? If your body is nearly 80% water, why the fuck would you want to get rid of that? You're you're essentially getting rid of your body. So people think that Or at least a good percentage of it? Yeah, people think that they can only use lose subcutaneous water. That'd be fucking amazing if it was true but the, the percentage of subcutaneous water that you have on your entire body is very, very small. So you can lose a little bit of it, but you're gonna lose a lot of the intracellular water too. So what happens is maybe you, lose, you lost a little bit and you dry yourself out, but you shrunk yourself down, which typically makes you look softer. That is something that every good bodybuilder will tell you that if you try to dry out too much, you're gonna to go too far and you wind up looking soft. Now the key to looking dry, believe it or not, is all based on your carb up. Because when you carb up the right way, you're body sucks the water up into the muscle with the carbs and that gives you a full hard quote unquote drier look. That's what makes you look dry. When you undereat and pull all the water out thinking that you're gonna suck down, suck down, you're shrinking the muscles which make them not push through the skin as much making you look softer and smoother. Now, I'm about to like upset you right now just because you're not pulling out that water doesn't mean that you're, you're gonna start pooping a lot. It doesn't work that way. At the end you're burning so many calories and you're taking in so little that you're really not eating enough to create all this waste. You're utilizing all of it at the end. That's the whole point of it because you're in a deficit. You're not really giving yourself enough calories to create all this waste. So you're burning most of it and you'll accumulate a little bit of waste and it'll come out when it wants to come out. And you're also, also in a state of high physical stress. You're beating the shit out of your body. And unfortunately, a byproduct of that is going to be constipation. So drink water like crazy so you can at least keep peeing and that stuff will come out when it's, when it's ready to. A little tip is don't pull your caffeine because that will help stimulate your digestive tract and help you go to the bathroom. But when you get close to a show, you're gonna get constipated. That's just part of it. Just something you can do about it. There's too many too many variables working in that direction. But I'll tell you what, if you try dehydrating yourself early, you're gonna shut your digestive system down. You're not gonna carve up the right way, and you're gonna get more constipated.
0: And then once you're stuck in there and you try to carve up, it's not it's just not gonna work out for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of bodybuilders wind up having to do like Animas before the show. You, you put in all the, like if you go to carb up, you put in the carbs, but you have no water. Like the carbs react to the water. Mm, There's so the water in your system. The carbs don't really have anywhere to go. When I carb up or when I'm carving
1: an athlete up, I increase their water. The water soak. pulls in with those carbs, soaks up into the muscle, and then when it sees the excess coming in, it keeps flushing everything out. That's what you do,
0: guys. Boom. Boom. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if we're... Uh gonna kind of banter a little bit more about the uh,
1: the the uh, bodybuilding context? So we can banter a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about that. I am actually, so part of the reason why I'm getting, I'm excited to get out of early today. I'm sure she wants the world to know this. <laughs> I have decided with Marissa, more her idea than me, that we're gonna go to like a sex shop and pick up like a role play outfit thing. That's awesome. Fun, right? That is awesome. We actually haven't done that yet. Um, I like, so just so you guys know if you want to impress me, male or female, I am <laughs> really into business attire. Okay. I like the like, you know, the 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 CEO of the company look or like, you know, the, the the professor at school that just happens to have a dirty secret. Yeah. But I also like clear, slutty stripper heels. What about like the French made look? Yes. I love the French made. Yes. I, I um I don't think I'm too like weird. You put Tara in a French maid outfit? French
0: maid, maid is mean. good,
1: French maid is good. I like, this is part of the reason why I always liked uh, Kendra Lust because she did a lot of the like teacher. Like professional. Yes, yeah, like oh you were in bad,
0: stay after class. Yes. I love that show. Absolutely. Love that, shirt. that definitely is is one of like high up on my list too because I had an English teacher named Miss Jarzabkowski. Ooh, strong <sighs> name, strong name. Man, I really did not have very many crushes on teachers most because most of my were is shit. But she, like curly blonde hair and the biggest titties. Mm. Just the biggest titties I mean, you've ever seen on a fucking English teacher, ever. Yeah, most of my teachers looked like creatures from
1: another planet, like subhumans. Yeah. So I didn't have those fantasies. And I did have a good looking English
0: teacher though, interestingly enough. In middle school I had the one good looking English teacher and then I had a really good looking geography teacher. But she was like young, like maybe like 25, 26, and just like, you could tell she was just like, itching to get banged by a middle school kid like just phew, mm. definitely coming in wearing way too slighty clothes. And all of us, like it was. Uh, I was the last generation that had to go through looking at your teacher in slutty clothes, and you didn't get to bang them because yeah. apparently now they all just get to bang. Now me. they all bang now. That's fucking such bullshit. bullshit. All these <laughs> little
1: pussies come out, and they like act traumatized and shit. How? If I, I had, also these teachers
0: that are banging the kids are hot. I know what the fuck. I know. If Jarz Mikowski wanted to bang me, I kept that secret for. <laughs> banging the Jarz Mikowski right out of her. I would still be banging her. <laughs> I would. That would still be a secret. <laughs> Uh, Come on now. My Jesus. teachers were like- "Oh, mine were like terrible. Creatures, dude.
1: Like, yeah. like friggin', ugh. I'm thinking of a couple of them right now. I wanna say their names, God forbid they're still alive. And somebody says, hey, remember that student that you had friggin' 30 years ago? He ripped you apart on his podcast. He started going- up, on, low the low odds of them faster. listening to this are very, very slim. Um, ooh, Mrs. Lucido, she was a scary one. <laughs> scary one. He's like, all right, fuck it. She was like, as wide as she was tall, giant glasses, enormous like rat-like features mean math teacher. Math teachers are the scary, would you agree that math teachers are the scariest looking teachers? They're very calculated. Yeah. I had a math teacher that would uh, carry around a fly swatter and like look for things to swat with it all the time. Just while, anything? While he was giving his lectures, he'd be lecturing and all of a sudden he'd be like, slap something with it. He was the weirdest dude. That's Mr. That's Giacomo, cool. his name
0: was. Giacomo? Yeah, he told my mom it was the worst student he ever had. Good. Fuck that guy, by the way. Really. you like, your name was um, Yeah, he, he, did, okay. he just thought I was bad. He just saw like the evil in me. I had it. a math teacher that like, about. I don't know, maybe three months a <coughs> school year, just stopped putting papers on my desk. Really? Yep. It's always the math teachers, I had a really cool, Mr. Havillian
1: a really cool English teacher that I did bad on a test, and he gave me a very good
0: grade and wrote, good job in the game. <laughs> How about that, for all <laughs> you football, football fans? Um, I had a uh, science teacher named Mr. Levinson, which was the best teacher I've ever had, and I'm pretty sure I've talked about him one year before. He would let me, and actually, Jason, for the call center. Okay. Every single time we had his class, and I think we had it every other day, we would, because to get in and out of our class, you needed a teacher's ID card because it had a chip in it to open up the doors to, to that would lead in and out of class okay. or in and out of the school. And every single day that we had his class, we would convince him to let him give us our, his, his ID card so we could go out to the car to smoke and then get back in without getting in (laughs) trouble. And every time he'd give it to us, he would always say, and what happens if you get caught with it? And we'd say, we stole it. He goes (laughs) (laughs) That's a good guy. We stole it. (laughs) Uh, This has nothing to do with what we're talking about at all. But when you said
1: Jason, it popped into my fucking head. Did you see the video that Billy has of his cyst being removed? No. Did he send it to the group chat? He had it on his phone. I don't know if it's something he wanted in the group chat. Did you see it, Eric? Eric? Honestly, dude, if you saw it yesterday, it would have really fucked you up, bad. Really? Yes. Where did he have a cyst? What can happen inside the human body is the most freakiest shit, bro. See here, he's not here, is he? I don't
0: think
1: so. I don't think it is. I made David watch it. I said, this is something you have to see. The cyst they got on his stomach, on his lower abdomen, if you remember, he had it there for a while. That little bump that he had down there, he had it for quite a while. Well, now he doesn't have it anymore. It was, I mean, how big was it? Maybe like the size of a grape.
0: Yeah, like not that big. Huh. You'd be amazed at what could be inside that grape.
1: Oh. Fucked me up. That's bad. Yeah. I just asked him for the video, I hope it was fun. I, I hope, hope he does too, because it's, it's honestly, when you see it. It was just like a cyst. The like reaction is like a... gonna be multiple, ah! multiple times Uh, i'm actually getting chills right now thinking about it and i'm not not exaggerating
0: either and it was it's like on his lower abdomen yes yep i'm excited for everyone to see this yeah tell him i said it's a must see um
1: it's fucking excuse my language disturbing though like what people's bodies can do so after that i showed everybody this video that i saw one time that i wish i didn't see called the world's biggest
0: zip It's on somebody's back, right? It's on somebody's back on YouTube. Like like use their hands. Yeah, it's absolutely horrible. I think I mean like I like that video. It's horrible. I mean like so I I don't know. It's just like how could that happen? How does that happen, man? Like how does your body produce? Honestly, it's
1: making me want to throw up.
0: Enough shit. And I don't throw up easy. I just don't. To me, like that's my thing about like pimples or anything like that. Is Mm -hmm. like when you finally get something that's like really painful out of you, wherever it's at, you're like. What the fuck was my body doing yeah. to create something so painful? Like
1: sometimes you get room. one of those zits that like explodes out. Yeah. Like blasts on the mirror. And you're like, oh Jesus. You I know that. Like, like these cysty type things though are like not even exaggerating a hundred times that.
0: Yeah. Like, I've actually had some pretty bad cysts like on my butt cheeks when I first started lifting. Um, I think mostly because I would go and lift and then I would sit in like sweaty underwear and drive to work mm-hmm. every day. And you know, over time, like after a couple of months, it just, is like the the perfect storm for some good old fucking booty zits. Yep. And um, <laughs> like they would get, they, I would have them so bad to where like I literally would be in pain to sit. And I was, I somehow was telling it to my sister one time and she's like, oh, you, you don't have it that bad. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, Wade, my brother-in-law, he apparently has been to the hospital multiple times to have like cysts on his butt cheeks removed, <gasps> and I guess it's like really common in men just to get extremely like paralyzing uh, ingrown hairs. Yeah, Jane had cysts one. I was like, to get rid of that shit before you can be. Yeah, yep. Apparently, it's very
1: common. I'll tell you, when you get older, the older you get, the less this stuff happens. So that's one thing to look forward to in old age. You get other weird shit. Come on, Billy.
0: hasn't sent it over. All right, well. Um, But I mean, be sure to watch it. I definitely
1: will. Should I do this Black Mirror thing that everyone keeps talking about? And watch it, I really guess. Oh, you're like really into it, David said.
2: Oh, mind fucks me. This is the thing though. I couldn't sleep.
1: I think it depends on who who you talk to about this. So someone told me the other day, right, this has been a big topic of discussion, that after numerous hours that he basically opted out to the main screen and said that you actually can't get a true ending. Yes or no?
2: No, there's endings.
1: There's like five or six. So all of us could go through and watch a completely different
2: ending. I
1: Just can't wait. <laughs> Not the first time you've done that. Yeah. <laughs> so if we all
2: watch it and get a different ending, then what happens? We gotta go do it again? So it, some endings make you replay it. Okay. Like it'll give you the option to go back to a certain point. Yep. Um. But otherwise, it, it like, when you get to the end, besides like one ending, it'll it'll let you pick where you start from. Hmm. Um, but there is an ending that says you're officially done? Or no? I can't tell you if right, it's spoiling, that. but there's there's a lot of endings. There's apparently a scene that the directors can't replicate, hmm. that like they haven't been able to get to. Um, there's okay. about five- How many, many hours have you spent? What, what does that mean? Can, like explain that. Because you pick a different options throughout the video. Yeah, it's like, you know, always choose your own yeah, yeah. novels. No, I understand the, the so concept. So you pick to certain points, but they said that they can't get to a certain ending because there's a lot. Like, we played for, like, two hours, like, watching a full movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read online that there's five and a half hours of footage. Okay. So if you got to an end in two hours,
1: what? You feel like you missed three hours of footage? We got
2: three endings.
1: And how much time have you invested into this? Two hours. So two hours, you've got three endings? Yeah. Oh, that's not bad. Maybe I'll try and take it. I'll have to, play the thing like is, I'm gonna hour. have to take a break from Game of Thrones for this, that's the issue. So. And I'll tell you, let me tell you something about Marissa. So. Love her to pieces. Her <laughs> approach to watching Game of Thrones is so different than mine, that it's really pissing me off because what she's been doing, and it's slowing fucking everything down, is she falls asleep, Right? Maybe at like the halfway point or the or the three quarter mark, right? And I'm watching her to make sure she doesn't fall asleep. And she does, and I try to wake her, wake her, wake her. And when she's like sleeping, she's sleeping. Yeah. So then, although I can't disagree with this part, she feels that she didn't get the effect of the episode. Right. And then goes to the very beginning of it and starts it over. Yep. So we've watched many of them twice when I'm like, just go to the part where you fell asleep. But. So that
0: part of it has been a little bit frustrating she's blaming it on me saying that we're watching them too late. I do understand, honestly, both aspects because mm-hmm. I actually fall asleep very easily for most shit that I watch. So I end up having to do the same thing. Um, but also, if I'm attempting to watch something and I fall asleep watching it more than twice, and mm-hmm. I won't try to watch well, it. Well, what next. I'm making her do is watch it sitting up on
1: the couch, right? Yeah. I'm like, we're not allowed to watch it in bed because you fall asleep. Right. But then she gets like a blanket and tries to get all like cozy and shit. I'm like, like, no, sit up and sleep. watch it. Yeah. Because so, I've already seen it already. And now so you're I'm, watching your first yeah, yeah, I want to go through it. I don't want to keep watching this shit that I already know. I want to get to the next parts. So, Because she asks a lot of questions about the next parts just gonna, like I did when I was watching it. Nobody here told me anything. And I don't want to tell her. She needs to learn. I so, don't what she's asking right right now. Eric will get a kick out of this. We're only in uh, episode uh, two or three of season two. And so what she's been asking is so like when is like When's something going to happen with Joffrey? I hate him. And that was my question, like, the first time he was even introduced. I was like, like when does he die? I told David, I'm like, this kid better die. He dies, right? And David was like, mm, you're going to have to watch. Yeah.
0: Because that's the best way.
1: Now, for those of you who, like Marissa, who's not going to listen to this, who already have watched Game of Thrones, you know he makes it for a while. And he makes it where you really fucking hate him. He's like one of the most hated characters in TV history. In fact, I hate Joffrey so much that I would never be able to support him in another role as an actor, because I hate his face. Oh, he quit. He quit? Face. He's not acting
2: anymore. What does he do now? He's going to school. <laughs> so do what? I don't know. He, he got into a big school though. He got into like a, like a- <laughs> How could he be that
0: uh, He hated himself so much too. How could it be that bad? He fucking hated him himself.
2: I just fucking hate looking at myself.
0: I'll tell you right now, that kid,
1: because you know there's real crazy like people out there. Oh yeah. That <laughs> kid probably needs bodyguards. Probably. Because people will be like, I hate that motherfucker. He fucking killed by dragon. He killed fucking a lot of shit. He fucking, he re-wrecked the, the best whore, the best whore on there. He fucking tortured her. Damn. And by the way guys, don't get offended by me calling her whore. That's
0: how they spoke back then. I'm just using the proper terms. That's she was she was. <laughs> <laughs> so being that we're talking about good Netflix shit, um, you know, we know what I did out in California. And mm-hmm. if you have any interest at all, And seeing basically exactly what my life was like from 2012 to 2014, roughly, you can go on Netflix and you can watch the six episode docuseries called Murder Mountain. Okay. How about that, guys? It is so, it hits so close to home watching it that I was like, have I smoked at that motherfucker? (laughs) Have I been there? And it even takes place out there? Yeah, it takes place in the Emerald Triangle, which is the area where I was at. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know when I was out there that it was called Murder Mountain, (laughs) but apparently Humboldt has like, if not the highest, one of the highest counts for active missing persons cases in the United States. Like, so the area where 80% of the, the country's marijuana is grown also happens to be home of a, a county where they have like, I think they said like 223 or like 293 active missing persons cases that date back to like 1975. Jeez! Like, motherfuckers just go out there and just don't come home. Regularly. Like all the time. Like mm-hmm. Humboldt County is just they know. Like you if you go out there to work with weed, like you're very high chance of you not making it back. Why? People are, you know, secretive. They don't people go out there just even to go hiking and they wander a little bit off the trail, you go into the wrong fucking field, you're not. They don't oh, want really? you know where their secrets are. Mm-hmm. So it's this series of you know, it's showing you they internet, it's all true and it's all a true story and it's all real people and you know, some of them cover their face through the entire thing and it shows different aspects of the the culture out there and like the industry out there. So there's people that, you know, are totally illegal and they're doing everything to be on the black market and not pay taxes and do whatever they can to make as much money as they can. Mm-hmm. And there's other people who see it as like a real career that wanna have all of the right permits and they wanna be allowed to sell their stuff in dispensaries. They wanna be allowed to be, you know, not prosecuted by the law for doing what they love. And then there's, you know, they interview the sheriff's office and then they interview the parents of this one specific kid that went out there to work in the industry and ended up getting killed. Wow. And, you know, without spoiling anything, basically starts off telling you about this kid um, who goes out there, ends up getting killed. I almost wanna say his name is Josh too. Um, Okay. And he uh, ends up, you know, doing pretty well for a while, and then I guess getting involved with the wrong people uh, was owed some money and ends up getting killed, and the police basically go back and tell his parents, like, there's really nothing we can do for you, and, the, one of the towns out there was called Alder Point, and a group of vigilantes, uh, which came, became known as the Alder Point Eight, go out and basically get to the bottom of the kid's murder. And it, it goes out and, You know, there's multiple different like stories that intertwine about, you know, the Alter Point 8 and other people that have gone missing and other things. It just gives you a super realistic insight to what my life was like for two years. Mm. And like the industry that you're in and the people that are like, you know, you're dealing with and like the kind of practices that end up happening. There's one point where like, when they're interviewing the sheriff that, uh, the guy says like, you know, my first my first week here, like we, they took me out to Humble, out to, to Murder Mountain. And like we got, he, says, he said, we're out there in a convoy. And all of a sudden guys ride up on the sides of us wearing bandanas over their faces and have shotguns on their backs. And uh, you know, the other guys tell me like, you know, stand down because they're actually our escorts here. Like we don't run this area, they do. And they're, they're actually here letting us in to make sure that we're good. <laughs> I, uh, I'll check this out for sure. Yeah, it's definitely a really cool, I, I couldn't stop. Once I started the first episode, I was like, holy shit. This is right where I was doing exactly what I was doing and like so interesting to me, I got hooked. I watched all six back to back.
1: I have the, uh, nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I have it now, I was curious. The final invoice, which I told David to pay right now so we can get it, for the 1979 Corvette Stamina. What does it put up to? Not, well, I, if you remember, I told him that I wanted it to not go over a certain number. I said we'd like to keep it at 2,000, 3,000 being the max. It's
0: 2,298. Oh, that's good. Uh, I went uh, so yesterday when I was putting your mats in your Ferrari, mm-hmm. I was talking to Rob, and hopefully at some point next week, maybe like Wednesday or Thursday, I'm going to go over there with my car and see if he can tune it. Good idea. That's something that's worth putting a little money aside for.
1: You can, for the record, ladies and gentlemen, you can tune your car for in what I would like to, to feel is a relatively inexpensive number. So, you know, obviously money is all relative, right. but in, in the grand scheme of things, you can tune a car and have it perform considerably better where you'll absolutely notice a lot just from the tune for relatively inexpensive. It's once you start getting into bolt-ons and superchargers and turbos and this and that that you start getting into more money. But let's take my Corvette, for instance. I switched the pulley, chipped it, and had them tune it, and it didn't cost shit. The Hellcat, they did a lot to, and it was only a few thousand bucks. They did a lot to the Hellcat. I you know with my car, if you go to a stage two upgrade on the Hellcat, it was only like two thousand bucks. That's uh, crazy. Now some of those cars cost like, me more than that to go to a stage two. Yeah, I mean, the Hellcats are not expensive to work on. That's one of the good things about them. But you know, everything that I did to my Corvette,
0: I mean, it was not not more than a thousand bucks. Yeah, I would say my stage one tune I think was 500 bucks Mm -hmm. and that was just um, Just kind of woke the car up. I mean it definitely was night and day difference But then my stage two required intake and a downpipe Mm -hmm. and I think the intake and downpipe in total cost me like 1800 bucks or like 2,2100 bucks or something like that. And then the the stage two tune was free because I got the parts from the tuner. I remember that. So because I bought the tuners parts, they gave you the stage two software for free, but now I'm stuck in a spot where I got the stage two tune. The only way to go stage three with them is if I buy a new turbo Mm -hmm. and that's four grand. So if I buy their turbo, that's four grand. It's going to give me a hundred horsepower. I don't know if that's worth it. But like four grand for 100 uh, horse Four hundred grand, grand for 100 horsepower. horsepower that's, that's I don't know, man. Like, I just can't see it being that worth it. So, like, I can honestly go and buy another turbo mm-hmm. that's just as good for less than half the price and get robbed to tune it, and it would probably be just as nasty. Yep, like, I agree. And then I uh, also talked to him about doing that center fire exhaust that I want to do on my shit. And he was like, I was like, do you think it's possible? He's like, look at me. He's like, anything is possible. It's about how much you want to spend to get it done. Yeah. I was like, true. He's like, I can make your exhaust come out of your fucking roof. <laughs> I was like, but well, how much do you want me to hack in yeah, your car? That's <laughs> I was like, true. I was like, true. The turbos are 6266 for the, uh, okay. the Ferrari Aston last night. Yeah, well, we didn't think that uh, <laughs> it would be really all that necessary to get 264s in there.
1: All right, well. I think we've bantered enough at this
0: point. I would like to go get that car if you paid for it. This was a really good first podcast of 2019. We're gonna go pick up an old school Corvette and go play with it. And we're gonna end this thing like we always do with a peace out
1: bye.